Hello there. Welcome back to Drive North to Freedom from Roman Yoder. Today's guest on this podcast is me. I figure I think the early podcast should be a podcast about myself and, and my worldview and things that I'm interested in and, and my biases and kind of where I'm coming from as a person because I think all these things are important when you're listening to a host or, or someone who's telling a story or who's giving an opinion like I think I think we need to acknowledge that biases exist and and therefore people should be aware of of their biases so kind of just going to be rambling on today about myself um prepared some notes but we'll see what we'll see what happens uh and once again this podcast is sponsored by nobody um and this music that you're listening to right now is from youtube like the youtube youtube audio library so nothing special there either all right let's dive into it who is roman yoder well to sum up my identity in about one or two sentences um i am a white Sizhet, LDS Christian, middle-class single male. I come from a family of 10, born and raised in, I- in Boise, Idaho. And I'm currently in college pursuing a degree in psychology with dreams of becoming a pilot in the United States Air Force. So yeah, that's my life summed up in two sentences. And obviously, I don't, I don't like labels. I think people are more than the labels that we give them so um i'm gonna kind of break down all these labels and and uh give maybe more of a backstory of of who i am so um race ethnicity whatever you want to call it yeah i'm white caucasian um but i think what's interesting about me or at least what I'm I'm proud about as far as that is that my great grandfather was Amish and so I have a lot of Amish heritage and like um I don't even know what that means Amish heritage I I just like I think I have a connection I guess and a little bit of a soft spot for that community in a way and honestly their lifestyle in a way impresses me like I can't imagine living without technology like I think that's insane that they're able to do that and and have their own little self-contained communities. That's I, I think it's really impressive. But my great grandfather did leave um, his Amish family. I believe when he was eighteen. My grandpa was the one who converted to the uh, LDS Christian faith. Um, and so that's kind of how I ended up today. I mean, I guess on my mom's side, I have a lot of ancestors from like Sweden and Northern Europe. 
in England. But my mom's side has been LDS for as long as I can remember. And I guess the, the Amish, I've done this research before, but I think the Amish came from uh, came from Germany. Or at least the last name Yoder, like the Yoder name, came from this area in, in Germany slash Switzerland. It's, it was pretty cool to just to dive into the research of, of my last name and everything it's gone through. Anyways, yeah, that's me. And as far as in terms of race, sexual orientation and gender, I'm a cis gender heterosexual male. Uh, nothing too special about that. I'm, you know, normal as considered by science and like research. Like, Something I learned this past semester in my psychology of gender class or gender of psychology, no, psychology of gender is that a lot of research that's been done throughout ever, but especially like since the 60s and on in like, in, I'm speaking specifically in psychology here, most of the research has been done has been through the white male perspective, cis heterosexual male perspective. Um, and so, like, when when you hear stats about a normal human being does this, X, Y, and Z, most of the time those studies have been conducted and the participants of the studies were white, cis-heterosexual males. So, yeah, the normal. But I, I don't, I personally don't believe that anyone is normal and that there's no such thing as a normal person. Um, because well, we all have our little differences and quirks and and things and so it, no one is you know normal it's it's hard to, to i don't know be normal uh moving on to religion um i consider myself a christian and then if you were to ask you know what denomination i'd say lds or mormon although recently the leadership of the lds church has asked people to stop calling us mormons so that's um, where LDS comes from and why I'm using LDS. Although I will say like on a personal level, I'm, I'm somewhat inactive. I haven't been at church in a while. That's, this is before um, coronavirus. Um, uh, I guess you could say I'm going through a little bit of a faith slash identity crisis, but not really going to dive into that right now. It probably will come up in a later episode. Who knows? Um. All right. Socioeconomic status and all these like topics. I kind of just looked up, you know, the various identities that a person can have, and so that's where I'm, I'm pulling all these from. Um. I'd say I'd raise. I mean, this is a subjective because, like, and I'll kind of talk about this later, but where I'm at right now in my life I consider myself rich or, or well off even though I'm a poor I fall under the category of a poor starving college student so I think this is a little bit subjective because you know we, we define rich as people who make over a certain amount of dollars you know six figures whatever millionaires whatever but like you know, you can be rich without making a lot of money as long as, like, your needs are met and you've, you know, are able to live comfortably. Um, anyway, um, I was 
raised in a, a middle class family, I guess. Um, I mean, my parents never really talked about money, and I was always too nervous to ask them about it, especially because like I went through my teenage years and like a lot of my formative years uh, during the recession of 2008 and 2009 and that like economic economic downturn um, my dad lost his job um, and so like money was always a little bit touchy and so I I never really asked about it so yeah dad lost his job in, in 2008 um, but luckily my mom started her own business um, about a couple months before he lost his job and and she basically carried our family through the recession and i'm I'm always proud of of what my mom did and what she was able to accomplish and and even even today like my dad got a job and um is working again and has been working for the past couple of years now but like for majority of my teenage years, my mom was um, the breadwinner, and so that's that's something I'm always proud out proud about about my mom, and like some like as an example, like of how hard she worked, being an entrepreneur and starting a home business and stuff. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see. Um, but now I've been living on my own for about sixty years, so um, I'm not really tied to their socioeconomic status anymore I mean it got me to where I'm at in my life that's for sure but now I have to pay all my bills and and all those pay for my schooling and all that stuff um so I am in college but I do have a full-time job as well as a uh, a monthly stipend due to the scholarship that I got for for college so like I said earlier like I'm I consider myself well off like I've never felt poor I've always been able to pay my bills, pay my rent, um, and I've been able to um, save up an emergency fund, and I'm on track to graduate debt-free, um, and like all these other things. That, like I know kids, kids, people, uh, college students my age, like they don't have this, and and so um, I've never felt that the poor starving college student label applied to me um, because I've I've had a full-time job and I've had the scholarship and stuff um, relationship not married I'm single um, but I'm also 24 so I'm not in any rush even though my religion tells me otherwise um, family like I said a family of 10 so I have seven siblings um, and I'm the oldest so oldest of eight eight kids my parents had and like parents are still married and but they both like me and my siblings we all come from the same parents um so very like strong family foundation um you know i've always had a place that i could come home and like call home um and that's certainly a blessing that i know not a lot of kids get when they're growing up education i've graduated from high school and i've completed three years of college uh, like i said i'm majoring in in psychology career so i currently work at a residential treatment center for at-risk teenagers 
And so basically what that is is like it's like a boarding school, think of boarding school, but for kids who are on the autism spectrum. Uh, I've been doing that for about two and a half years now, and um, just recently I moved to a different position within my workplace, and so now I work in the young adult transition program. So basically I, I work with like 18, 19 year old kids who've graduated high school and are trying to learn life skills and, and things like that. And so it's very, um, it's a little bit different than what I was doing for the past two and a half years. Um, and it comes with it's all sorts of challenges and difficulties. Um, let's see. But like I said earlier, I have dreams of becoming a pilot uh, in the United States Air Force. Um, flying outer space, NASA airplanes, they've always been um, a passion of mine. Um, during my senior year of school, of high school, um, I decided that I wanted to be an astronaut. And I remember writing a my senior research paper on SpaceX and like the private space exploration industry. Um, and it's been crazy to see how much they've come in those six years since I wrote that paper. Um, and when I was looking, when I was looking to at or at what it takes to become a pilot or an astronaut um most previous astronauts have had some sort of military flying experience and so i figured the best way to become an astronaut is to become a pilot in the military um so then i had to figure out the route to become a pilot and basically there's three options you can go to the air force or naval academy you can do navy or air force rotc which is like a, a program that you're in while you're in college um, or you can get a degree and then go to what's called officer training school, but you have to compete um, to get into that school, I believe, and like compete while you're at that school as well. Um, anyway, RTC is the route that I chose. Um, so basically, what it is, it's, it's a four-year, three to four-year program that you take while you're in college, and so there's some class commitments. And some other um, time commitments that do take up your schedule. But by the time you graduate college, um, you'll have taken a lot of classes and prepared um, to be an officer in, in the military. And I chose the Air Force because it, it was the branch that appealed most to me and, and my personality style. Um, I also chose ROTC because there were potential scholarship opportunities that could be... Um, available for me and I and I phrase that like conditionality because it's not guaranteed that you're going to get a scholarship if you do ROTC like in my freshman year I had to compete for the scholarship that I got and it was against um, a bunch of other people in the program across the country um, and luckily I, I received it and so then I've had something paying for school ever since my freshman year. So yeah, that's me, um, education and career-wise. I'm a full-time student, full-time worker um, with ROTC commitments on the side. And that's about me and all my labels, honestly. Um, I think we're going to dive into my passions a little bit, and I'm going to talk about a couple other labels, but there's that two sentences busted out into about 15 minutes I think and so 
And I, and obviously I say all this and, and I can't, you know, continue without recognizing that I, I, I do come from a privileged, um, background, privileged life. Like I, I wouldn't be where I'm at in my life. You know, if I didn't have two parents in the home, if I didn't have, you know, access to a good high school education, um, access to things that I could do in high school that would made make made made me more competitive for when I got my scholarship and, and other things like that. Like there are just countless things in my life that I know that I've gotten based solely on where I was born and what time I was born and the family that I was born into, which I had no control over. Right. And so it'd be ignorant of myself and, and unfair of myself to say that I, I don't come from a privileged background because I, I do. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't say that to be like ashamed of that. It's just something that I have, this has happened in my life. And, and I think it's important to recognize that there are people in this world or in this country or a lot of my topics is going to be focused on uh, the United States of America, but there's people in this country who are better off based solely upon their skin color, their gender, their sexuality, their sexual orientation, um, the socioeconomic that they the socioeconomic status that they were raised in. Like th- those are things that honestly you can't control. It's just kind of like a look of the draw type thing. And I don't know why it is the way that it is, but I think that we can make progress into making sure those are more fair. So that everyone is on a on a fair uh, footstep. Anyway, enough about my labels. Let's let's talk about like some passions and some things that is probably going to come up later on in this podcast. Um, so first things first, you got to know about me is that I love Twenty One Pilots. The band Twenty One Pilots is my favorite band of all time, um, and a lot of what they do has shaped my worldview and how I view. Um, politics and and religion and relationships with others and I don't know it's it's crazy to see how they've influenced my life and it's they've only been in my life for the past six years I found them after I'd graduated high school um, in the summer of 2014 and my life has been completely different because of that um I also really love like I said outer space very fascinated with that and, and I really want to become an astronaut and you know, my dream goal is to literally get on a rocket and blast off into space and be able to look down on the earth and and also at the same time feel that feeling of, of zero gravity or, or weightlessness like I, I think that's honest like once I do that in my life like I'll say you know I've made it everything that I've worked for was up to that moment and it's something that I look forward to all the time um, um, politics politics is another passion of mine and it seems like a kind of a weird passion but like to me or I guess like I really love talking about the American Revolution and the first um, couple years of this country like I if there's a point in time that I could time travel to and be that time, I would sneak into the first constitutional convention and just listen to them talk and debate about how to set up this country and how would you go about doing all that and and how would you go about, you know, 
having these checks and balances and, and bill of rights and all these other things like I don't it's it's really cool and so and I think like like U.S. history is something that's very fascinating to me and, and, and I've loved learning about it throughout my time in high school and I didn't I haven't been able to take any history classes in college but I do like to to look at YouTube videos and and other like educational channels on YouTube to just keep learning and, and learning about new things in the United States history and obviously like I've learned a very biased I'd say or I don't know if bias is the right word but just I've learned history through only a certain type of lens and that is the lens of, of the winners and, and who's writing the history books as I continue growing and learning I, I want to look at history through other lenses as well at the same time because I mean there, there's things that have happened in the United States history that you know aren't the goody two-shoe things that were talked about taught in you know elementary school and there's there's struggles and, and issues that that kind of get glossed over by you know mainstream history as I was saying like all that leads into the fact that I'm, I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with politics right now and I think you know politics and music and and science with outer space and and religion and all like I said in, in the trailer like all those things intersect and I think it's really interesting to watch watch them intersect um, just like for example 21 pilots a lot of their music um, talks about things that are uncomfortable in within mental health right and and sometimes in politics we have laws or or issues that we have to figure out when it comes to mental health as well and, and I don't know I, I just find all these things fascinating but to to state my my bias because I think it should be aware I consider myself a, a centrist libertarian <laughs> um, but sometimes I don't even know what that means and sometimes I don't even know where I stand on, on the political spectrum um, and yeah there's all those tests out there but those tests are a little bit biased but also just like it's hard to pin down the little nuances when you're asking a question of or you have to answer a question from a scale of strongly disagree to strongly agree. Like there's just a lot of nuance to a lot of those topics. So, but in general, um, when it comes to economic policy, I consider myself a moderate or a centrist. And I think there should be a balance of both left and right when shaping the economic policy uh, on a national level. And then when it comes to individual freedoms, I think that the government should most for the most part stay out of our lives and so that's why i consider myself a little bit of a libertarian in, in that like the li less government involvement in my life the better and and i think i'm of the personal opinion that most americans would identify that that way as well that if the government could just stay out of our lives we could do a lot better um, it's just that, unfortunately, the two major parties 
don't see it that way and they, they kind of want to be involved in our lives and that's a whole other conversation um, but yeah for the most part I like to look at the moderate and of course kind of centrist viewpoint of things and I think that compromises should be made and, and moderation in all things is a good idea because I don't think either side while both sides do have their benefits they also have their um, disadvantages or their, or their cons and I think we can take the pros of both sides and minimize the cons of both sides as well I think overall it can be kind of successful and then if you had to like kind of pinpoint my ideology around a certain candidate and a candidate that I whose beliefs align a lot with mine um, I was supporting Andrew Yang in the Democratic primary and there's a lot of things that he was talking about especially UBI, but even like other things. And there'll probably be an episode where I dive into Andrew Yang's book, which I've read called The War on Normal People. A really good book. I highly, highly recommend. But anything, anyway, that like just things that he was talking about and, and advocating for, I, I really liked because I think they made sense. And for the most part, there were ideas that both sides could agree on i mean his whole his basic kind of like end when it would come to end of debate and his final punchline or, or whatever it was he always said you know it's not left it's not right it's forward and i and i wholeheartedly agree that we should be moving forward in this country and not to one certain political party or the other and so that's about it for me I, I mean I'm sure I have other passions and, and interests but like honestly those are kind of the biggest three tournament pilots and, and you know being a tournament pilots fan I, I love a bunch of different other bands but like this podcast will feature songs and, and lessons that I've learned from tournament pilots um again outer space I think is fascinating and I think Especially Elon Musk and SpaceX, they're pushing the boundaries and constantly trying to, to get the best out of humanity. And then politics, I think, is somewhat of a natural observation of of humans and how we interact and, and what we believe. And so a lot of these things are going to be showing up on my podcast, which I'm excited to talk about. So yeah, in conclusion, that's that's a little bit about uh, Roman Yoder. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Master Yoda IV, like the Roman number four. So Master Yoda four, Master Yoda IV. That's my uh, Twitter handle. Uh, most of my Twitter is politics, um, an occasional um, space and, and twin pilots as well. Um, also, feel free to. Uh, share this podcast with friends and if you you know have similar views or different views than me feel free to to let me know on twitter and and let's have a conversation about um current events and and interesting topics and and things like that um so what can we expect next week or 
I guess my, my posting schedule is going to be more of a bi-weekly until I get in the habit of this podcasting thing. Um, but I saw this really cool Vsauce video on the freedom of choice. And I had, I've been given like the content that it covered in that video. I've, I've had that lesson before in one of my psychology classes. So um, every once in a while, I'm going to give give you homework. And so this is the homework for, for next next podcast is to go watch this Vsauce video on YouTube. Um, it's called just, I mean, if you look up Vsauce Freedom of Choice, um, I'm sure you'll, you'll find it. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, so it's it's the Minefield series. So Minefield Season 1, Episode 5, Freedom of Choice. It's about 22 and a half minutes long. And I think it's a really fascinating um, topic that they covered in this video. And so we're going to dive into that a little bit and, and basically examine do we as humans actually have a freedom of choice or are we kind of manipulated um, by outside stimuli um, through our, our subconscious and it's a it's a fascinating subject and I, and I really love it and so yeah that concludes this week's podcast i hope you really enjoyed uh feel free to follow me on twitter share with your friends and family and i will catch you in about two weeks <laughs>